Hello, 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 and welcome to the Theaters Dragon Podcast. I'm your host, Lytle Landers. I've been working with National Children's Theater since I was five years old, but that is nothing compared to the over 90 years worth of theater NCT has put into the world. Welcome to episode one. I am so happy to have you all here. And today we have a very special guest, Mr. Colin Peterson. Hi, how is everybody doing? I am the education director at NCT. That is great. Um, So today, everyone, we are going to be talking about the online environment for the education of theater because theater, it's live theater. You've got to be in person for that. So we're going to talk a lot about figuring out that process and trial and error and all that stuff. So let's just jump right into it. What was everyone's like first initial thoughts? Yeah, I mean, in terms of a timeline, the way that everything shook out was we were hearing about, you know, this, what is this COVID-19 virus? What is this coronavirus thing um, that we are all so familiar with and know so well um, now, but um, almost exactly about a year and a, about a year ago, year and a month ago, um, we started hearing about it and being Seattle and then things were starting to creep into the rest of the country. And so we started to talk about like what would happen. We started to talk about how would we do something? Would we, would we not, would, would we not? And then the NBA canceled all their, their games. And then all these things started to happen. And then we actually had the, basically when everything went down, the very next week was spring break. So we had about a hundred and some odd students coming to NCT to do spring break the week that everything kind of shut down. And so that previous Saturday and Lytle, you were in this class. Mm-hmm. We, that, that, that previous Saturday, we, we had Saturday classes and we met for those Saturday classes. Um, and we had a bunch of folks not come. Um, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's coming and back so, to me. Yeah. Yeah. We had a bunch of folks not come. You, you, you were there. There were like three students that day. Um, and, uh, we did the best that we could with three students um, working on a show, um, Androcles and the Lion. And then that kind of, um, but then that Saturday, like literally right after that class, an hour later after that class had ended, we had made the decision that, okay, we're not doing spring break. We're shutting everything down. It's not happening. And so, um, we called Miss Jackie, the education coordinator, and I uh, called all of the people in spring break um, that afternoon on that Saturday to let people know that we weren't having spring break camp for the rest of that week. And then it would have been canceled anyway, because Wednesday was when everything went down, um, was mm-hmm. when Governor Lee and everybody was like, we're canceling, you know, no events, nothing. Um, so that's how that went down. And then that at that moment, Alicia Fuss was the director of education at the time. And um, she was, and I was the associate education director. And we were having conversations about moving to a virtual environment, but not taking the current classes that we have virtually. We did that with some of them, but creating classes specifically for Zoom. 
um, and doing things and practicing and trying things out and trying platforms out. And we were like, what are we going to do? We were talking about using Google Meet. We were talking about using uh, Microsoft Teams. We were talking about Zoom. We practiced all of these things. All of the teachers came on all of these different meetings and we were trying drama games all together and seeing what would work and what wouldn't work. And mm-hmm. we had already done creative drama pretty successfully, which is basically a lot of imaginative play. And so we like really went all in on creative drama. And by March 18th, like everything went down, classes were canceled on the 13th. And then by March 18th, the online drama school was on sale. So that's, Mm -hmm. it was, it was, it was nuts how fast everything turned around. And we were actually one of the first theaters in the entire country to do that. Um, Most theaters were like, we don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And so they just didn't do it. And we were also charging, which was um, at the time, a lot of other theaters were not down with that um, because um, they're like, let's give free resources to the community, which we were also doing. We were doing free resources resources to the community, but we were also like, but we have to also pay our teachers. So um, that's where that came from. But yeah, it worked and it's worked. Yeah. You were talking about like the communication of figuring out what to do. How was that process bringing everyone together and figuring out how to plan all these classes? Um, it was a lot of phone calls and a lot of texting. And um, we moved on to Zoom, that platform, pretty quickly. We decided that that was the right uh, utility to use. And... Um, so we moved on to having all the teacher and working with the teachers pretty pretty quickly. Jackie taught a lot of those initial classes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then eventually that second session, the one we offered a four week session with just Miss um, Jackie. And we were doing stuff that was meeting two times a week and it was meeting for four weeks. And then we had another session that started two weeks later. Um, After those first initial two weeks went really well, we had another session that started two weeks later. So we had two kind of concurrent sessions happening on top of each other where it was a four week session. Each of them were four week sessions, but it would be two weeks and then a new four week session and then two weeks and another four week session. So there were two of them kind of layered on top of each other where one class would be on week three and another class would be starting on week one. Um, And they were with different teachers. And as we figured out kind of how to work in this virtual space, because with virtual, you don't have space limitations. It's just what are the teachers that you have? Um, And then do you have the patrons to meet that demand? But it worked really well. it was really scary. There were a lot of tears and, uh, (laughs) you know, frustration and a lot of late nights and a lot of late nights. Um, and, um, trying to figure out how to make theater work online and really hone those skills of like what we already have, but what could be adapted but then really explored online. And so one of my big things is long form storytelling. Um, We do a lot of long form improvisational creative drama story storytelling, and that works really well online because it, 
it invests everybody in the work. So, um, yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, it worked out. I was gonna, I was gonna ask about like how it impacted everyone emotionally and financially and things like that. Um, well, I mean, the theater had a lot of, um, when everything went down, uh, there were, there were a lot of folks who uh, around the country, you know, and including at NCT who, um, were let go, um, because we weren't doing, we weren't making any more shows. And so there wasn't as much income. And so, um, that's just how it went down and it was hard. Um, and also classes, uh, schools were out. So all of the parents, myself included, we had to now take care of our, our young people. And so I was with my sons, my two boys during the day while Alicia would work during the, in the, in the, in the morning, um, during the, during the day, I would watch the kids during the day, she would work during the day. And then I would work at night on, um, the getting all of the, materials for graphics and all of the registration systems ready and all that kind of stuff. So it worked out ish. It was a very stressful time. It was extremely stressful, but it, it was, you know, we, we have, I have confirmation from folks around the country. Like we are the NCT is one of the most successful online drama schools in the entire country. So, um, in terms of a theater, which is mm -hmm. really cool. So, um, and I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that we started so quickly and gained so much trust from our, um, mm -hmm. from our families very, very early on. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of leads me right into, which I was going to talk about the trial and error of all the classes and things like that. So in the beginning, we were like, as you said, we were midway through our Emerging Artist production. Mm -hmm. And to any of the listeners that don't know what Emerging Artist is, it's the oldest, like most advanced kind of class. And so we, we scratched the show that we were starting with and just decided to write our own, made for Zoom. Mm -hmm. And so how do you think it, the Zoom performances worked after that? Because I know it was rushed. It was... We didn't know what was going on in the beginning. So how how did you, I guess, learn from that experience? Yeah, so uh, the emerging artists, it was interesting because it was also like, what do we do, right? It's, it, there was a lot of what do we do, let's move forward, but in, in what way, what direction? So it turned in from a show that was a scripted show into a scripted piece, but it was devised um, that we created together. Um, that being something like um, we created this very strange little 15 minute movie Zoom thing. Um, and then we also did a um, kind of a, a devised poem structure piece. Um, some of the students did that as well. And that worked out really well as, as I think that that was, that worked out really well um, to taking, it was about taking places where you have big, gone where you were before where you are and where you're moving to um and moving forward with those with those pieces on a personal level um, and then putting that together in a theatrical 
piece. But then later in the summer, we did more productions. And there were some that were built for online. Like there were some at that point, by the time that we moved on to the summer, there were classes, there were there were shows that were written specifically for a virtual environment. There's a company called Beat by Beat Press that makes shows very specifically for uh, an online environment. Um, and they work very well and they're musicals and how you put them, them together is either they're all put together either on a YouTube playlist or you edit them all together, but it's mostly the young people training and working on these things as a class in a zoom environment, but then recording those pieces um, individually and then sending those files in and then stitching everything together. But that was one of the tactics that we used. But the other tactic was I was very much dedicated to the idea that theater was live. And so without that live component, then it didn't feel like theater. Cause it's a movie. If you're not, it's a movie, if you're not mm -hmm. performing live. Yeah. And so we did a lot of live pieces, live streaming, all of those um, shows. And we ended up having two, live stream festivals we had one in june and we had one in july and they just kind of happened because of what happened and mm -hmm. um the there were 17 performances over the process over the course of the summer um and of those 17 um uh, eight of them were live either readings of a playwriting mm -hmm. class um either they created their own musical um there were two productions one of the internet is for uh the internet is distracting ooh a kitten um the big one <laughs> oh um the show must go online super happy awesome news and um uh left to our own devices um there were all and also shudder some tales of poe there were a there were a bunch of live performances and it was really cool because it felt like a show there were actors who were getting together to perform a piece and then there were audience members getting together to experience a piece of theater and so those people coming together even though they're in a digital space even though they're not all together in the same physical room it felt like theater it felt like we were doing live I feel theater. the energy <laughs> yeah no it was great it was really really cool and i um did you do any of the online did you do any you didn't mm -mm, no i did yeah. not i only did the the first one that was yeah that's mess. conversion yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the emerging yeah. artist one that like yeah. went to the emerging artist one that went online was like it, we're, mm -hmm. we were just figuring something out yeah it, was, it didn't it evolved anything. so much i think yeah. we started with one idea and went through 30 others yeah yeah <laughs> yes 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 yeah how um how long before covid were you guys thinking about doing online classes like was there ever never never you guys just like covid was was the time to do it <laughs> well i mean like we had to like that you mm -hmm. know we had to do something um we had to do something and we had to um we had to do something and online was the was the only thing to do. So we had to go online and it's worked out really well. I, I'm going to we're, we're going to continue doing online work uh, through the fall and the spring and we'll do it as long as people are interested in doing it. Like it's it's there is a a real community that is formed 
through this work and by um, there's something very personal about being in your own space and connecting with other people and making something. There's a lot of joy and there's a lot of um, really, really lovely. And it doesn't even, most of the stuff doesn't end up in a product. It's it, their experiences. Like these are, these creative drama classes are not, there's not a product at the end of these classes. They're just about the experience of going through an imaginative um, skill building scenario. And so the young people are really experiencing something that is bringing them a sense of also in these creative drama classes, the, the, the students have a lot of control about where the story goes. And so it's bringing control into the lives of young people who don't have a lot of control in their world right now. So mm -hmm. it's been very helpful in that way. Yeah, and I also I also think that this environment has brought a whole lot of diversity, both in the people that you see and as well as the content. Yeah. Because um, like you guys never had a voiceover or a podcasting class mm -hmm. and like all these kinds of things. And now being able to be online and have these materials more accessible because mm -hmm. you need a computer to do a podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, and I think that, I think that's great because it just adds to everything about NCT entirely. Oh yeah. No, I mean like we're doing some summer skills classes this summer that are all just like in that kind of vein. They're all like skill building classes. We're doing a voiceover class of, over the summer. We're doing a, um, uh, the meet in the evenings, like at six o'clock. So anybody could, anybody could take mm -hmm. it. Like they could go during the day doing anything and then they could do this once a night, once an evening um, a week for five weeks, um, you know, they're doing, uh, uh, we're doing a poetry theater workshop. We're doing a magic workshop, like mm -hmm. a magic one-on-one workshop. We're doing a, an anime voiceover and a video game voiceover workshop. We're doing an acting the song workshop and we are doing, um, a sword fighting workshop. So there's a lot of stuff that's happening. Um, and it's really mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. And there's stuff that there's stuff that we're, we're offering that we wouldn't, have normally yeah. offered and it's 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 cool because we're it's not like because we're starting to do in-person work now this summer mm -hmm. and it's not about like oh well we're going back to the old way and we're throwing all of this away like we learned things like we learned stuff and so you keep moving forward with the new things that you learn so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and i guess um kind of on the same vein of like um doing both online and in person yeah your main demographic is children like right. i'm i'm on the older range of it you know mm -hmm. um and so how how has been working on zoom with the youngers younger students been because i've seen like a lot of like instructions that's like make sure you raise your hand like this and you mm -hmm. know like lots mm -hmm. of things for these little kids so like what's what's the difference what's talk about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's all about like, classroom management online is very different than in person. Um mm -hmm. because you have a mute button. So, you can, you know, if something's happening or if you need to like something's going on in somebody's house or 
if a student's just screaming, you could just turn the mute button on and then, you know, let them calm down or whatever it is, and then they can unmute. But um, there's a lot of new processes, honestly, that we kind of figured out as we went. Um, you know, we have a we have a process where, like, if you putting your hand up on the camera, like really close to the camera, that lets us be able to see it. Whereas some people just want their their hands back by their body, which is would be a normal in person way to do it. Um, but you don't quite see that as well. So we j we learned like, oh, putting your hand really close to the camera um, allows for the teaching artists to see those things. Teaching the younger people, honestly, you're going to have to ask Jackie. Um, I think that you should mm -hmm. talk to Jackie Comos about teaching the young folks on there uh, in Zoom because they are, she's like a master of it and mm -hmm. she's been doing it for literally a year now mm -hmm. and so um i've done some work but most of my work has been a lot of improv and um most of my work has been a lot of improv but a lot of um creative storytelling with um a group uh, a small group of um 11 11 plus young people mm -hmm. but um but yeah, the the cre the cre the the classroom management stuff with the young kids, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to ask Jackie that stuff. I mean, like <laughs> I have information, but Jackie's gonna have better information. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, right. Connecting with the students because mm -hmm. I know my my high school theater teacher when we were all online, he hated when we didn't have our cameras on because he just he just couldn't function. He couldn't talk to us and get his words out because he couldn't see us like understanding what he was saying mm -hmm. so how's how um how's that been even with the cameras on yeah i mean i understand that um 100 my thing is for me i'm actually okay with the camera being off as long as your microphone is unmuted um because if you're in a quiet space and you have a small enough class. This only really works with a small enough class, like, you know, up to eight kids or something like that. And because we that's that's how we've also learned, like what the cap is of each all of these different age groups so that we can really focus on the young people and like really make sure that they're having some individual like group experience, but also individual experience with the teaching artists. So a lot of our caps are around eight for our um, a, honestly for all of our classes eight is is the is the general one one person um one teacher to eight students and one to eight ratio and then if it gets to 10 we add another we add another um assistant so that there can be some breakout rooms and all that kind of work but um yeah it can be it feels like you're just speaking to the void and it is so hard to just talk to the void because when you're in person, you talk and you get like eye contact and nods or like, you know, sounds of 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 understanding and agreement or disagreement. Mm -hmm. But on this, if everybody's muted and everybody's cameras are off, then you have no input as a teacher from the people that you're teaching. And it's that's like the main thing as a teacher that you are looking for is to make sure that people are understanding what you're saying. And so if you don't have any visual or auditory input, it is like unbelievably impossible to feel confident in the work that you're doing. And so I think that's where your teacher was coming from is that he was just <laughs> like, are you, do you, is anything, 
are you even here? Like, what's happening? And so, but for us, like, also, too, the other thing about the camera being on or off, it also is a really good accessibility thing in terms of um, there's a lot of young people that have been taking virtual classes um, with us who are um, neurodiverse. And so the ability to turn their camera on or off to be seen or not to be seen in terms of anxiety is actually really, really helpful. And so um, that's taught us a lot about also a lot of our practices in person for neurodiversity as well of like what space to give young people in that, in that way. But yeah, I can <laughs> totally understand. Like, it's so hard. It's so hard to speak to, to, to just blankness. Um, I always have my kids turn on, um, turn on their mics. I'm like, I, even if I just hear you coughing or like shuffling your papers or something, I just need to hear something other than the emptiness of my headphones you know what i mean mm -hmm. so yeah <laughs> yeah it, that's exactly what my teacher says as well as like speaking to the void <laughs> mm -hmm. so i guess moving on mm -hmm. you already kind of talked about this but uh what is it, what are your plans for the future with the online classes are you thinking kind of hybrid like this summer is going to be or are you guys going to slowly drop the online thing yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, this summer isn't hybrid. We're doing a dual summer camp. So <laughs> yeah. we have an in-person and a virtual camp. So we have something for anybody who's interested in what they're doing. And a lot of the virtual stuff that we're doing is after in the afternoon to help with if folks are doing in-person stuff during the day, they can come home and do some online stuff with us, um, regardless of if they're at NCT or not. But the current plan, at least until basically until the families tell us that by not registering that virtual is, is done, that we're done with virtual, then um, we will continue offering virtual um, Saturday classes uh, moving forward in the fall. These production classes that we typically do on Saturdays will be meeting virtually in the evening and in one evening a week on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday and then having in person on Saturday when we're in the fall um, because it's worked really well. A lot of these, um, a lot of these classes are meeting twice a week. And I think that I, and I'm going to bring that format into our, uh, when we start going in person, we'll be doing an in person on Saturday and then doing a, a virtual thing in the evenings. Um, and then we'll all, we'll also just be offering virtual and we'll also just be offering in person um, in mm -hmm. the fall. And so there's kind of like all of the things we'll be doing. We'll be doing all of the things um, yeah. in the fall. But yeah. Are, are you like worried about crowd control or anything like that? Since everyone will be excited to get back in person, but obviously we have to work with like social distancing and things. Sure. Yeah, for us, um, we are... Uh, I mean, we're keeping everybody to all of the camps, the in-person camps are in their own pod. So every single class, there isn't mixing, like lunch isn't with everybody. 
dismissal is very individual. Admission is very individual. Um, everybody gets temperature checks. Everybody goes through the health check and, you know, all of the, all of that stuff. Um, we have a lot of, uh, sharings, um, that we typically do at the end of the, uh, at the end of the weeks. Um, we usually have all the parents and grandparents and friends and family and et cetera, come in to watch the work that has been, you know, done that week. And we're not doing that this year. We're doing a filming of their sharing on Friday that will then be released, um, on, uh, like an unlisted YouTube link or something like that. But the, um, so, so we don't have that crowd, right? So it's all about keeping everybody kind of within their own group of young people. So, we'll still be having some group work, but it's all going to be outside. Like we'll be having morning Monday, everybody gets to meet everybody, but it's all going to be outside and all of the kids are going to be completely separate from each other. And like, it'll be a big circle of like all these individual pods of all these individual young people. Um, we're also masking. So everybody's staying masked and all of the teachers um, and staff are going to be vaccinated by the start of camp on June 1st. So there's a lot so of stuff exciting. that we're doing. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff. I'm getting mine on Thursday. I'm getting my second one on Thursday. So Yay. I'm very, very excited <laughs> about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, we've got a lot of protocols in place. There's a lot of timed bathroom. I mean, it's just, you know, there's a lot. It's a, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a lot to think about. Um, and so there's tents outside. Like there's, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's, there's going to be, opportunities for a lot of really good work to happen in in the classrooms um and we're gonna you know with we're living in a pandemic and so you do your best to keep everybody safe um but we i think that we have the protocols in place to keep everybody as safe as we possibly can mm -hmm. yeah was was there any like particular reason you guys decided decided to kind of jump back in right now other than like the numbers quote unquote going down i the numbers going down and then you know to be completely honest with you Lytle, um uh if we didn't do in person we would nc the education department would pro I, I i mean like just in terms of just honesty, like I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't work at NCT. Like they, you know, they wouldn't have mm -hmm. the funds to pay me, you know? So, you know, we are, it's a nonprofit, but it's still a business. Like it's not, you know, it's a matter of, you know, making money and putting that back into the community, but also working with the, the artists and paying the artists and um, paying the people who are doing the work. And so um, that was kind of the decision. It was, uh, it was, especially living in Tennessee, all the other places are going in person. And so if we mm -hmm. just do virtual, we're, we're not going to compete. So we needed to go in person for, you know, for business reasons, but also I think we can, I, I think that we can do this, um, safely. I, I'm, I'm, I know that we can, with all the adults being vaccinated, um, and all of the young people staying together in their um, uh, individual groups uh, and not mixing. And if something 
is happens where somebody's displaying symptoms and they get tested and everything and turns out there's a you know a step by step process and if they turns out negative you know we're good if there's a positive if it's a positive um, result then the class goes virtual and then there's you know there's quarantining if the kids are coming back another week you know we can move them to different weeks and etc so um, there was a lot of discussion about it it wasn't just like a this was not just like a oh, let's just do virtual. It was a very mm -hmm. much like a very thought out process that was yeah. very, very mold over and agonized over. <laughs> so, but with the vaccine coming out and everybody being, mm -hmm. they think that we're going to get to about 40% um, vaccinated by July 1st. And they think that the 12 and up um approvals for the vaccine are going to start soon like within like early summer so i think that we're heading in the right direction um and i think that you know i think it'll be a good thing i think we're i, I think i think we'll be okay and you know if we're not we'll figure it out because that's what we do that's that's the way that's that's what this year has taught us is that if anything we can be flexible so mm -hmm. And I think also everyone's kind of been shifting in their seats. At least I have. I've just like, I've been waiting to get back on stage. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, and, and yeah, that's, you know, and we're doing, we're doing Electra. That's our, honestly, mm -hmm. that's going to be the first, that's going to be the first production on NCT stage um, besides Pete the Cat. But that's, that's mm -hmm. one of the first version. That's one of the first productions that we're going to be doing on stage. Um, in a very, very long time. And so um, I'm really excited about doing that. It's a two week day camp that mm -hmm. culminates in a filming of, of a, of a theater piece. It's not, we're not, I'm not directing it in the way that um, like it's a movie. I'm directing it like a mm -hmm. show. Like this is a theater piece that is going to be filmed and we will pick, do pickup shots and all that kind of stuff to get like, to tell the story perfectly and get close ups and all that but it's going to be blocked as if it is theater. And so, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Film I it think more as totally a fun. pro shoot than a film. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it is a document. It's a doc. It's, it's a, uh, it's documenting this, this theatrical piece as opposed to being, we are, we are making a movie. Like we're not making mm -hmm. a movie. We are making, we are, we are putting up a show. That's what we're doing. So, yeah. Cause I'm not, I mean, I've done theater direct, I've done film direction, but I'm a theater director. I want to direct theater. That's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I want to make theater. I've been dying to make theater. So um, in person again, how mm -hmm. much we miss it. It's going to be hard for me because I also am a very much like make a connection, put your hand on that person's shoulder, like, you know, hold hands. That, oh, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, it has to be a lot of like stylized movement. So, you mm -hmm. know good times good times with the greek with a greek theatrical piece where the emotions are very heightened always <laughs> so yeah well to end us off you've already basically just asked answered this question but are you excited to be back in person oh man i can't wait um <laughs> the teachers are everybody's so excited um the one of the comments that we have a weekly teacher meeting on tuesdays and one of the things that we always talk about is how we're so excited to get back in the room with young people and to be tired again. 
Um, <laughs> cause teaching on zoom was, it was, it is exhausting, but it's different and it, it's different. You're not on your feet. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not projecting your energy level is way different. It's, um, it's more mentally exhausting than physically. Yeah, it is. And, and I mean, at the beginning though, like to keep all the young people's attention, like for you to stay, you have to perform, like you had to be very performative when you were a teacher on zoom. I think that now that everybody's kind of eased into it and they're more familiar with the medium, I think people are a, a little bit more okay with people with, with kids can hang a little longer. Um, where in the beginning they were like, we can't, we don't have the attention to like, unless you were like, you know, the dancing monkey being up there and like really like giving it to everybody with a ton of energy. Um, but it's different from being in person and doing that work. And I think a lot of the teachers were talking about, like, I don't, it's going to be a very emotional day um, to have like that very first day um, to have young people, to hear the sound, you know, to hear it, to hear the noise of camp. Um, I think it's going to be very emotional for everybody um, to hear like the laughter and the fun. And it's also made everybody so much more, appreciative of the work that they're doing everybody always appreciated their work but i think this summer is going to be a little bit extra special yeah mm-hmm. well you all heard it thank you all for coming thank you mr colin for being here it's it's so great that you get to be here for the first episode of the theater dragon you're welcome <laughs> yeah no i'm so glad to be a part of it lytle i think this is awesome that what that you're what you're doing and i'm all for it yeah cool Thank you for listening to the Theater's Dragon podcast. I'm your host, Lyda Landers. I had so much fun talking to Colin Peterson, and I hope you all had such a great time listening. Thank you all for coming. Logo by Destiny Sadler. Music by Hayden Kassler. We are no way affiliated with Nashville Children's Theater.